Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, author of Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender, How to Meet a Nice Girl Instead from a Tantric Husband with a Better Sex Life Than You. And today I'm at a church, uh, this cute little Orthodox chapel that is here on a peninsula where a Roman city was built on the Black Sea coast. That's kind of cool, isn't it? So in this appropriate setting, let's have just a little talk, gents, about girls that are spiritual, but not religious. And you have certainly heard and seen this in online dating, on first dates, Young ladies nowadays are uh, often will proudly proclaim that they are spiritual, but not religious, right? You're probably actually a little bit maybe sick of hearing this. And this is a very modern, very cosmopolitan, very mainstream kind of thing to think about oneself that I wouldn't necessarily regard as a major red flag of a blender, a woman that you want to avoid getting involved with. But I do draw a distinction between genuinely religious and spiritual women. So religion and church attendance, the, the old fashioned kind, or the, the kind in which, uh, in those traditional kind of, a traditional kind of spirituality, this is, and especially the church attendance, this is something that imbues into a person concrete morality. It imbues them with some humility. It imbues them with gratitude. It imbues them with an enhanced degree of self-control. And it gives them something that a spiritual dalliance does not, which is a genuine fear of inevitable, inescapable metaphysical consequences for immorality, for sin, for bad behavior, for not treating other people well. The, these are the kind of things that you can anticipate from dating, getting involved with a religious girl, a religious lady, that you might not be able to anticipate from someone who is merely spiritual. Because a lot of the New Age and Eastern spirituality, a lot of the ways that Westerners, us here in the English speaking world or whatever, a lot of the ways that we interpret the Eastern spirituality it kind of just becomes a navel-gazing dalliance. It kind of just becomes a recreational, virtue-signaling, uh, self-exploratory hobby, as opposed to something that imbues virtue. But that is not the whole story itself either. It's a little bit more nuanced than that. Let's dive in. The funny thing is that when you question these spiritual, but not religious girls, a little bit, asking them, how are you spiritual? 
they can rarely name any type of spiritual activity that they dedicate time to. Do they meditate daily? Do they pray often? Or is it just when they get in trouble? Do they seek the guidance of a higher power when making important life decisions? Do they read the Bible or other spiritual books often? Do they attend church or engage in spiritual fellowship with others frequently? Does their spirituality compel them to practice a heightened degree of moral discipline or to contribute meaningfully to the less fortunate? Does their spirituality entail any kind of sacrifice at all? As far as I can tell, spiritual but not religious is a meaningless platitude that people identify with just to feel better about themselves. People who lack the discipline to attend church or habituate any kind of spiritual practice that imbued, uh, that imbues a heightened degree of morality. Pop culture has convinced them that religion is retrograde and stupid, but they lack the intellectual curiosity to countenance atheism. In my review of the book Waking Up by Sam Harris, I came up with this definition for spirituality. Seeking to understand our minds, the nature of self, and our relation to the world more deeply by way of reaching for extraordinary states of consciousness. So a genuinely spiritual person should have a greater degree of self-knowledge, which will translate into them knowing their own weaknesses better and making better decisions as a result. A genuinely spiritual girl might know that she is easily triggered or made anxious by fear-mongering media stories and clickbait articles, so she would moderate her smartphone usage and avoid watching the news on TV. She might know that her self-control goes out the window when she drinks alcohol, so she would drink very little. When she got stressed or irritated, she would do meditation, pray, or do yoga to cope, instead of eating emotionally or having an outburst and saying hurtful things. Instead of gossiping endlessly, she would have a little empathy for others and be loyal to the absent. How many girls like that are you meeting? Not many, right? Now, I know what you might be thinking at this point. You might be saying, so Jonathan, are you saying that religious girls are better? I wouldn't have a problem with dating someone religious 
if they weren't too silly and superstitious about it. But Jonathan, I'm not very religious myself, so it's not like I wouldn't seek out someone like that. And to clarify, I'm not saying that religious women are categorically better, but unless you're philosophically married to the nihilism of atheism, understand that religious women are more likely to be real women with abundant feminine yielding yin energy. The evolutionary purpose of religion is to promote procreation. If you want kids one day, a religious woman will in all likelihood be totally on board with that. If you want to meet some women that'll make your dick shrivel up inside you like a scared turtle retreating into its shell, go to an atheism conference. Not long ago, some friends of ours invited us to a small Adventist church here in Bulgaria, and there was a very welcoming social vibe there, and even in the small congregation, there were several very cute, elegant young women. A lot of men meet their future wives at church. If you want a wife, don't be too cool for church. And interestingly, I just finished this book, The Blue Zones, and they were actually talking about Adventists in it. This is a book about different places around the world where people live extraordinarily long, where there's a statistically significant amount of centenarians in the population as a result of good, healthy habits, as a result of like an overall healthy population. And one of the major blue zones that they identified was Loma Linda, California. And it's a blue zone because of the Adventists there. And Adventists are a Christian denomination that are really into health. They're like the they're like the the biohackers of the of the of the Christian denominations. That's pretty cool, right? So if uh, yeah, you want to get with a lady that's not going to be uh, shoveling pop tarts into her mouth for the next twenty years and uh, ballooning up, and you know if you want to be with someone who's going to look good in a bikini at the beach forty uh, twenty years from now or whenever, hey. Uh, an Adventist church may be pretty good spot to check out. There's, there's a pro tip for you. Importantly, though, church game is a long game. If you ask out five girls on the first Sunday that you visit their church, you'll probably catch a not great reputation. You'll need to commit to earnestly attending, participating, and contributing to their community. And you can't spin plates. You can be social and flirt subtly with the eligible young women there. But after you've asked one out on a date, and if she accepts, 
the others will know about it. So you'll need to take some time to court and romance a girl, but it might really pay off. If you think of yourself as spiritual but not religious also, that's fine. Go look up the inclusive spiritual groups in your city. There might be a Falun Gong chapter that meets to do exercises in a city park at sunrise. It looks like a pretty invigorating way to start the day, and I hear that they are a very nice group of people. Or you could look for group uh, meditation classes or a group meditation thing that goes on, and you will have to sit through some woo-woo self-help silliness, and you also importantly want to be a little wary of cult recruiters. Sometimes the cutest girls are actually the cult recruiters. So you got to re- keep your uh, your skeptical cap just a little bit on. But in these type of settings, there will be nice, uh, if a bit superstitious, young ladies there. Moving towards my conclusion, when young ladies tell you these cookie cutter things, like, I'm spiritual, but not religious, or I love to travel, or if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. These things are not necessarily disqualifying red flags. Perhaps the three of them together, if she has a if she has those three tattooed like on her body, then that may be a, a disqualifier. But this alone, these are proceed with caution signs. It means that you should uh, spend some time together and do your best to soberly evaluate her character, asking if she is a virtuous woman or if she might become one with some encouragement. And in my book for men, Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender, How to Meet a Nice Girl Instead from a Tantric Husband with a Better Sex Life Than You. In my book, you'll learn about the four most conspicuous red flags, deal breakers that should make you back away slowly from a woman. And you're, of course, saying, Jonathan, I wouldn't date Mary or make babies with a blender. I have standards. Sure, but if we're being honest... Men's standards become very flexible when they get horny and or inebriated, or both simultaneously. Those standards get real flexible then, don't they? And this is why in the book I list some objective criteria to use to qualify or disqualify A woman you're dating or even just a woman that you've met and know a little bit about as someone with whom you might have a future. And 
the gift that this gives back to you is twofold. It gives you back sanity because dealing with a problematic woman, having a blender in your life, in your bed, in your home, in your, uh, in your message inbox frequently, this robs you of sanity. And then this also gives you back time. When you filter a bit more, when in sales, if you've ever worked in sales, the ethically trained salespeople and the, the salespeople that are smart, they know about filtering. They know about disqualification. And those salespeople are not trying to sell whatever that they've got to everybody with a pulse. They are really interested in relentless disqualification is they want to filter out all the people that aren't going to buy what they have to sell and aren't going to be good, ideal customers that are a pleasure to do business with, right? And so my book is going to give you the tools, some of them lesser known, and it's going to give you some objective criteria to bring that whole mentality to your dating. And this is going to save you a lot of time with the time wasters, with the people that are just going to not be moving you forward in a positive direction in life. So do go and check out Don't Stick Your Dick in a Blender. I have got it linked below wherever you are watching this video on LimitlessMindset.com. Unfortunately, it is not on Amazon. Amazon banned the book. There was probably some feminist there in the uh, Amazon uh, censorship team that take one that took one look at my book and kicked it right on out the door of their digital bookshop. So I have got it on Limitless Mindset. It's eight ninety nine for the book, which comes in actually three different formats: EPUB and Mobi, which is good for reading on a Kindle device, if you have a Kindle device, or you can just use any books app on your smartphone or your tablet with the EPUB version. That actually works pretty good. And I have got an audiobook version. If you're listening to me and saying, hey, that guy's got kind of a cool voice, I recorded an 18-hour version of the audio book because the book itself is actually kind of long for a book in the category of dating. A lot of the books in this category are apparently, I looked this up, about half the length of my book. And I wanted to treat the subject of dating, relationships, women with the thoroughness that I think it deserves. It it's complicated. There's a lot of complicated things. There's a lot of strategic, pragmatic things that I wanted to get really granular about in the book, hence the length. And that's why you may not want to read every single chapter. There may be some chapters that are more appropriate for you. If there's some religious guys out there, some Christian guys out there, 
watching this, I'd actually appreciate your feedback on my methodology and approach. Do read the book, and I've got a couple of chapters where I'm addressing the dating relationships, and yes, even seduction in relation to uh, religion and religious women, and I'm interested in your feedback on this. I'm Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, looking forward to a continued conversation with you.